Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. How the heck are you? Should be a fun show. The NBA schedule is out. We will go over the King schedule. We'll take your questions. And it is so great to have Ryan in Sacktown with us. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How about you, Napes? I'm doing good. All right, let's get right to the King's schedule at Utah. All right, then the home openers against Golden State. Uh, 15 back-to-backs tied for most in the league. Here's something right off the bat that I do not understand, okay? The King's Warriors was a tremendous playoff series last year. The Kings and the Warriors, last meeting of the season, okay, is on January 25th. You're playing the Warriors four times before the All-Star break. There are no games after the All-Star break with the Warriors. I mean, it's the same thing as last year when they played three times in the first month. Guess what? They're doing the exact same thing again. They play the Warriors at home on the 27th at Golden State on November 1st, and at home again on November 28th. What the hell is going on? You hit the nail on the head, Napes. When I, that was the first thing that jumped off the page to me three times before the end of November that they see the Warriors. And it, it, with the team so close in proximity, Stupid. it makes zero sense that they can't Stupid. get something spread out throughout the entire season. Um, here, but that's here, the NBA here, schedule. Here's the other deal. One injury to either team where somebody's out for a three- to four-week stretch could completely change that series around. You know what I mean? It's just stupid. It's just idiotic. It's just idiotic. Absolutely. And I I look at – I'm going to flip it here. You look at Memphis. The Kings don't play Memphis until the end of December, which is likely when John Morant is going to be back. So now you're going to see four games with John Morant, likely. So – I'm not sure why they can't get that stuff switched up. Probably national TV implications, right, Grant? Because the Warriors are going to be a team that's on national more than the Kings. Yep. All right, so things could change a little bit due to the NBA Cup, the in-season tournament. But right now, the Kings have four games against Denver, New Orleans, Oklahoma City, and Dallas, and three games against Memphis, Minnesota, Utah, Portland, Houston, San Antonio. All right, so... You know, that, that could change a little bit with the tournament. But right. uh, the Kings have a brutal stretch of games on the road beginning on the 25th of January at Golden State, at Dallas, at Memphis, at Miami, at Indiana, at Chicago, at Cleveland. Yeah, it it is a tough stretch. And that backs up right before, or that's right after the Kings uh, six game homestand. They have two six game Mm -hmm. homestands on the schedule. Mm -hmm. 
and it's not an easy homestand. Boston's going to be coming in. So that's going to be one of those chunks of this schedule that we look at where the Kings really need to make a run. And it's going to be a time where they're going to be a little bit tired. You're going to be getting closer to the break. You know, what's the atmosphere going to be with yep. the team in terms of injuries? Um, so it's just, it, it is what it is, Grant. We have to understand they're playing yep. in the most difficult conference in the league. Um, and the most difficult division, in my agree or in my uh, opinion, I don't see another division in basketball that's more difficult than the or the uh, Pacific. The uh, Boston game, as I, I I told you, when I saw the Christmas Day schedule of Boston and the Lakers, I'm like, okay, Boston will be in Sacramento around the holidays, and they are. Uh, they're in Sacramento on uh, December 20th. 15 back to backs. That's a lot. All right, that's a lot. And this is a Kings team we know did not very well last year on the second night of back-to-backs yeah and uh, that's about six over the league average the nba tried yeah. to get about 9.0 back-to-backs uh this season for all teams so uh six of the back-to-backs are home home six of the back-to-backs are uh way away and then three of them home away away home so um, it's an area that the Kings, it just like many other areas, they're going to have to get better this year. That's part of the jump that they're going to have to take, understanding what they're walking into with the schedule and the multitude of back-to-backs. Patrick says, Knicks play the Celtics three times in the first three weeks, one time in November, then not until April. Well, at least they've got a game in April, but I'm with you. It's stupid, all right? All right, what about the national television games? Here's one. Grant, the Kings have 12 national TV games this year, quite a jump from the previous season. Yes, I, I it is quite a jump and it's well-deserved. It's well-deserved. It actually surprises me because you're talking about a team that hadn't made the playoffs for 16 years. And you could say maybe they just had one good off year, but they're betting down. They're going all in with the Kings with that many national appearances, uh, 16 to 5 yeah. ESPN. So uh, time to put your big boy pants on and uh, yep. show out for national. Well, here's the other aspect. Audience. The offense, the, uh, the, the NBA is about offense. They want scoring. And the Kings are the highest scoring team in the league. And they'll probably even raise that a little bit more this year. Offense sells and the Kings are the most dynamic offense in the league. So that's part of it as well. Certainly is part of it. I mean, that's where the Kings need to continue excelling, as you said. And they have to take that next step. Yeah. Um, and time to do it on the national stage. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, something else, which was I, I find a little odd. And I don't ever recall this, but the Kings are on the East Coast. In April, I did the Kings games for 32 years. I don't ever recall an East Coast trip to wrap up the road portion of the schedule. All right. At the Knicks on April 4th, at Boston the next night, at Brooklyn on the 7th, two nights later, two nights later at Oklahoma City. That's your last trip. That's your last road games of the year, all in April. And again, New York, Boston, Brooklyn, obviously, uh, in the Eastern time zone. That's just a little odd. That doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Usually they're there much earlier in the season. Um, yes. You know, it's it's going to be time for them to really hit their stride at that point in the schedule because even coming home after that East Coast stretch, you're walking into New Orleans, who's going to be a coin flip. What's Zion going to do this year? Um, yep. And then you got Phoenix, which to me, another coin flip. Are they going to be coin this flip. monster team um, that some are expecting? Are they going to fizzle out like they did last year? Interesting you talk about New Orleans because, to me, they're the wild card in this whole thing along with Oklahoma City. And I say that because I expect Oklahoma City to be real good. If you go back two seasons ago, not this past year, the, the Pelicans were a team on the rise. All right, They were yes. a team that people said, oh, they're going to make a big jump. And then, obviously, injuries. But if you look at the Kings – 
and their schedule this year, they're at New Orleans on on two games in succession, mm-hmm. November 20th and November 22nd. And the reason why I point that out is, and again, I'm only I'm just speaking off the cuff here. Yeah. Zion Williamson probably ain't gonna play a whole year. And I would think, you know, it's probably more likely that he'll be on the floor earlier in the year than late in the year. And those are all games that, you know, on the road. If New Orleans is healthy, that's a formidable matchup for anybody, I think. Uh, it was a formidable matchup for the Kings without Zion Williamson. <laughs> Very <laughs> Let's true. Let's be honest about it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, they're going to likely get their best roster in the uh, Hornets, be- Hornets, excuse mm-hmm. me, the Pelicans' best shot. Um, but that's a team that gave Sacramento troubles in New Orleans and for whatever reason plays them yep. well. They're long, they're athletic. Uh-huh. So uh, we'll see if Zion's on the floor. He's got a ways to go. Anita says that's a tough end of a season road trip, likely implications for playoff standings. I would agree. But I would also say this. Things change. We thought that after the All-Star break this past season that the Kings were going to be fortunate to even come close to winning half the games, and they ended up going on a tear. And a lot of it was due to injuries and players not playing. Yep. So on the surface right now, yeah, I would agree. But injuries can change. And – we all know how fragile I think the Kings squad is in terms of point guard and Sabonis. Like, the, you know, th- those are just like any team. I mean, we saw last year what happened when Devin Booker was out of the Phoenix Suns lineup. And then we can use other examples. But, you know, you got to remember, the Kings were the most uh, injury-free team in the league last year. They, they ha- hardly had any games missed due to injury. Is that going to happen two years in a row? Probably not. Yeah, it's unlikely. I mean, you look at the law of averages, but we'll keep our fingers crossed, um, certainly. I mean, I would say the Kings training staff definitely near the top of the league right now, Mm -hmm. uh, statistically speaking. But um, the bottom line, Grant, is everybody has an even playing field when it comes to injuries. So we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but when you want to be a better team, you want to get more exposure, you're going to have a tougher schedule. If you're fighting uh-huh. for national TV games, they're not going to put you versus, um, uh, let's see the Bobcats or the Hornets, you know, uh-huh. on national TV. So this is part of the deal. Sacramento, you've arrived. We're going to play a tough schedule. It is what yep. it is. Get through it. Absolutely. So, again, the Kings are on national TV. I don't count NBA TV. I know a lot of people do. I don't count NBA TV. I count national TV, ESPN, TNT, or ABC. So, you know, what What the Kings are on, what, five on ESPN, six on TNT, that's mm-hmm. national TV to me. NBA TV is not national TV. I, 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 I've never looked at it that way. But um, that number could go up as well. You know, I mean, that, that yeah. number could rise. So, the Kings are under the respect last year. People now know who the Kings are. And you and I have talked about this, but I really like their roster right now. No, they haven't really done anything to get better defensively. But as Jerry Reynolds said, there's a reason why there's a scoreboard hanging over the court. It keeps the score. There really isn't a team in a league, including the Warriors or the Suns, that can outscore the Kings if the Kings are hitting on all cylinders. Now, yeah, they're not going to be hitting on all cylinders every night, but when they're in flow, when their offense is in sync, they're going to win most of those games. Certainly, and you look at the style of play that the Kings like to play, 
you have to improve on your strengths. And yeah. that's just the bottom line. If you are that good of an offensive team, highest rated in the history of the league um, via the offensive rating efficiency yeah. stat, it, it it's just one of those things. Get better on that side because the other flip side of this, the Kings play fast basketball. So mm -hmm. that means there's going to be more possessions in the game, more opportunities to defend, which, you know, waters down the stats. You know, you got to really focus that attention yep. to one end of the floor. And when you are that significantly better on the offensive end, you bolster that side down and you roll with what you have on defense. All right. I want to tell you about New Works Plumbing for your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to SACServiceplumbing.com or call the number on your screen. Remember, New Works Plumbing, they've got a fix for you. They're available 24-7. SACServiceplumbing.com for all of your plumbing needs and repairs. Going over the uh, NBA and the uh, Kings schedule. And again, a couple of 15 or a couple of back-to-backs uh, 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 -back this year, more than a couple, 15 tied for the most uh, in the NBA. All right. So uh, Michael says, many fans in the NBA are looking for Kings Warriors three times on national TV this season must see TV for sure. Well, you know, it probably is. And it's a, it's a shame that we won't see them after January 25th. That's absurd. The fact that the Kings and the Warriors don't play in February, March, or April is just a horrible schedule. It's terrible. It's just no team. You should never ever go through a schedule and play teams within your division in this span that the Kings are playing the Warriors in the first month of the season and then not play them in February, March, or April. You should never, ever not play a game within your division in the final three months of the season. It's stupidity. It's absolute stupidity. Yeah, they're the team, they're the bread and butter. They're the teams you see the most, right? They're your rivalry the games. Yes, don't make the argument, oh, you know, that could be easy on the Kings. It's an easy travel. You only have it three times, you know, in two months. No, like you've got to have that spread out throughout the season. And if we look, uh, you know, historically, it's likely the Warriors are going to be playing their players a little bit more towards the start of the season coming into the in-season tournament versus towards the end of the season, depending on seeding. Yeah. Cody, I don't understand what this means. Uh, Warriors have to play the Clippers three out of four games. You'd have to elaborate on that. It doesn't make sense to me. They play four times. What do you mean they have to play the Clippers three out of four games? All right. Anyway, uh, the reality here is, as Jerry said, you know, you, you play 82. There are two teams that are going to play 83, but uh, you play 82 and we'll see what happens. But again, I like the Kings roster a lot. You and I and no one else uh, can predict injuries, but, yep. you know, I, I do like their roster a lot. I really do. They're, let's put it this way. They are set up better this season if they do suffer injuries than they were last season. Not mm -hmm. saying those guys can step in and play at the same level as a Sabonis of Fox, but at least we have bodies that can play those positions. Yep. So I guess if you're counting, if you're into the NBA Cup, and I'm not, uh, the four games are the 10th of November at home against Oklahoma City, the 17th of November at San Antonio, the 24th of November at Minnesota, and then at home on the 28th against Golden State. Those are your four games uh, that count towards the NBA Cup, and that will occur.
occur uh, in Las Vegas. All right. So there you have it. Grant, speaking of the NBA Cup and the in-season tournament, how how do you think the team approaches this? A million dollars or $500,000 is a lot for some of the guys at the end of the bench. But some of the guys that are the starters, franchise players, it, it's pocket change. So what's the approach going into this thing? Well, it won't it won't change their approach at all to the four games, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Minnesota, and Golden State, because they're just regular season games that count towards the Cup. So that won't change at all. What would change is how will they approach it if they make the finals in an extra game, which doesn't count, okay? I believe that Mike Brown would coach the game to win, and at that point, you owe it to your players to have them make the 500000 all right? Sure. So in my opinion, if you make it to Vegas, you go, you make it to win, Okay. Because game the, the first game would count in the standings, but if you make it to the finals, that's an extra game. If you get to that point, you're going to try to win it. I don't think any team would say, oh, no, we're not going to play our guys because the game doesn't count towards the season. I mean, at that point, you'd lose the locker room if you told the guys, hey, you know what? You're not playing and you're not playing with 500000 I mean, I know you make these yeah. guys make a ton of money. Half a million is a half a million. It's a lot of money. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, I think this is something that's going to work out for the NBA or it's going to blow up in their face with, mm -hmm. uh, you know, rest man or with rest and resting players. So it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I don't know if it's something that's going to stick around for many seasons. Grant, it just seems like you're throwing a wrench into the schedule, putting people in Vegas right in the middle of the season. I, yep. I'm not a huge fan. All right. Somebody said when I announced games on NBA TV, it pissed them off uh, because Jerry and I weren't calling the games. Well, that's not true. Uh, what NBA TV does is they take the home announcers. All right. So if the game was in Sacramento, it would be Jerry and I. If the game was on the road, it normally would be the other team's announcer. So that's how they do that. OK, so uh, is ABC covering the, the, the game on December 9th? I, I, I don't even know. I don't know. But it is what it is. You know, I, I, the, the league here. Here's the bottom line. OK, this, this is what this is all about. This is about the NBA's inability to gain any traction before th before Christmas because of the NFL. Plain and simple. The NBA doesn't really get picked up. Relatively speaking, by sports fans in America until Christmas. OK. Then after Christmas, it gains traction with the NFL schedule being reduced to the playoffs in January. This is an NBA's attempt to get some exposure during the crunch of college football and NFL football. To me, that's what this is about. Well, and even sprinkle in the end of baseball, too. You're you're going to be bumping up against the end of that season and postseason awards. But, um, yeah, and I don't see how this gains that traction for them. It's not it, just what you said. It's three, four regular season games. Somebody's going to play an extra. I, I just don't get it. Um, but well, it, it could work out. We've seen weirder okay. things work out in this. Okay, well, he, he, here's a scenario that I hope we don't see. Okay, let's just say. It's Sacramento and Boston in the finals in Vegas, okay? And let's say in that game, that won't count towards the standings, but you're playing for a half million dollars each, 
that you lose De'Aaron Fox for the season or a month, or Jason Tatum goes down, or Jalen Brown goes down with a significant injury, you're going to have a completely different tune from fans, media, and teams about the format of the in-season tournament. I hope that doesn't happen, and the chances of that happening are remote, but if it does, you and I both know what people are going to be saying. Yeah, they're going to talk about the extra game. Now, is it fair? Eh, It's basketball. It's any given night. Um, But that will be the narrative, and it'll be interesting to see how the NBA would respond to that because it really would be backfiring in their face trying to get that traction you spoke of earlier. Yep. So uh, it's, I don't think the, I, I don't think the NBA cups going anywhere. And by that, I mean, I think it's here to stay. The NBA is, is going to give this a try for at least a few years. Cause they would look really bad if they pulled this thing quickly, in my opinion. So it, I, I don't think it's going anywhere. I really don't. Well, it, it kind of, to me, it, it's already half effort because you're the NBA in season tournament. You couldn't think of anything better than in-season tournament, you know? So it's, I don't know. It's probably here to stay, but there's not a lot that's gone into this to me. Um, So, all right. Well, the NBA schedule is out. So happy that uh, you are with us. Uh, Keep with your questions. Ryan and I will be happy to answer them. If you want to go and talk about something else besides uh, the NBA, uh, you can do that as well. All right. Have you watched the first two episodes of Hard Knocks on the Jets yet? I have. I have indeed. Okay. Uh, I thought the first one was good. The second, you know, there's a lot of complaints that the Jets are not giving HBO the access that they normally have received in the past from other teams. I just read a big story on this and one of the, I I can't remember which uh, outlet, but they were talking about how the Jets have been very restrictive with the access to HBO. So episode one was pretty much all about Aaron Rodgers, right? Right. Yep. And then episode two changed a little bit. I guess Robert Sala calling out his offensive line, and that was a big deal. But it's a little bit different, this series. You know, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. I'll be right back. The dog just took. All right. I uh, will put you back up when you – I don't know if there's an earthquake in Ryan's house or what, you know? So – We'll get him going in a minute. That was that was interesting, huh? Did the dog knock his, you know, camera off? Timber! You're exactly right, you know? Ryan just fell. Well, let's hope Ryan didn't fall, all right? Been hearing a lot of James Harden drama in Philadelphia, says Michael. Yeah, you think? Isn't there James Harden drama wherever... He goes, yes, I think it's dog. I think Ryan's dog knocked down the camera and everything, you know? That's good. It's good live live streaming, you know? Absolutely. Dogs, how about that, you know? Yes, knocked Ryan right off his kilter. How do you like that? Oh, boy. Ryan. Ran into Zion Williamson in the middle of the show. You okay there, buddy? Yeah, I just got blindsided by a 100-pound dog, but that's all right. <laughs> Gosh. You guys could probably hear him jumping in the background and everything. Oh, he my just God. Finally, 
you're not listening to me, so I'm taking you out at the knees. So he chop blocked me. Hey, <laughs> that's that's the beauty of working from home, man. Right? Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Ups and downs to it. So yes. Anyways, uh, hard knocks. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, real quickly, someone who wants to know is it open for him today? Yeah, ask us whatever sure. you want, but go ahead, Rhino. Yeah, I was going to say hard knocks. Uh, to me, I get the access being restricted somewhat to Aaron Rodgers. It's not very noticeable to me on the screen, but usually they take a little bit more of an interest in rookie players. This last episode, mm -hmm. they um, did a lot with Will McDonald, defensive end. Um, and I thought that was cool, but you're not getting that same access that you were with all of the players per se. Mm -hmm. uh, Ryan, they want to uh, see thumbs up if you don't have a concussion. <laughs> thumbs up. That's two thumbs, right? No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, uh, somebody gracious. wants to know, uh, Rhino, will your dog uh, become a caller on the Jim Rome show like Paul's dog? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He is much better than that mutt that calls the Rome show. So he is uh, 100 well, pounds. 100, pound yeah, 100 pounds. 100 pounds. Patrick. Great, great Pyrenees. Patrick says he's got a 100 pound dog, too. I sympathize. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he he's a mama's boy. So when uh, mommy is not at home, he starts freaking out. So uh -huh. taking people out. So that's what How happens. How about that? Uh, the dog was uh, telling Ryan, oh, let's go to Bennett's. Yes, you know what? You should go to Bennett's. I <laughs> yeah. think that's a great, great deal. And you should go to the Bennett's West Side Grill, their newest restaurant in Rockland at the Blue Oaks Town Center. Check it out. It is awesome. I can't wait. I will be there in three weeks, and I will be there a lot. I'll be there several times in September and in October. I cannot wait. Bennett's is awesome. Prime Seafood and Steak. Go to Bennett's restaurants.com to see their menu and everything else and get to Bennett's West side grill. Yes. Yes. Ryan, you and I will be out there a few times for sure. And once you are up and moving and walking, okay. You know, after your next uh, hip surgery, Grant, I will crawl to Bennett's with you. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the surgery? You give me that redfish. We're good to go. Oh my gosh. Incredible. Uh, all right. So it is open forum and this is a fair question. Uh, what do you think about transgenders being denied to play in women's, uh, chess games by the international chess federation? I don't know anything about chess. I don't follow chess. Uh, so I would not think just off the top of my head that your gender would determine anything having to do with chess. So in chess, I don't really think it would matter whether you are a biological male, female, or you consider yourself a transgender and are a transgender in chess, when you're using your fingers and your brain, I don't think it would matter, but that's just me. All right. So this question, Grant and Ryan, looking at the King's schedule this year, do you see this team winning 50 games? 50 games is a measuring stick of a really good season. And last year where they went 48. Mm-hmm. So no injuries last year. I'm going to say no, but I'm going to say very close. Yeah, I'm with you, partner. I'm going under. Um, I, I think 45 may be the number for this team because you can't expect that they're going to stay healthy like they did the entire regular season. Um, and schedule's more difficult, and you're not going to be surprising teams with the offense that you're running out there. 
this year. Yep. They know what's coming. Somebody says, don't answer that, Grant. Not safe to have an opinion nowadays. Well, you're you're remember you're dealing with Grant Napier. Yeah. All right. I always have an opinion and I'm not afraid to voice my opinion. And the problem with America right now is there are too many people that are afraid to voice their opinion. I'm not one of them. Okay. So I have no problem answering questions on topics where a lot of people would be scared. That's not the way I do it. Someone says, I see 45 to 50 wins for the Miami heat. All right. You know, Rob wants to know what seed would, uh, 45 wins get. Okay. That's a very good question. It changes every year. Mm -hmm. Okay. Last year was somewhat atypical with wins and translating to what seed you were. I, I would say last year was an aberration of sorts. So it changes every year. Okay. There you have it. Uh, Justin wants to know how long will it take for Lahaina to recover? In my opinion, Based on what I'm hearing, multiple years, multiple years at, at least. And as someone that has been there on multiple occasions, like many of you that are watching because of the proximity to where we live, our hearts go out to everyone over there. I can't even imagine. And I was on the radio during uh, the campfire in Paradise. What was it now? Four or five years ago. And so we experienced that in our area when a town was basically eviscerated and wiped off the map in a matter of moments. And I had a call during that show from Dan who Carmichael Dave saw a video in the Walmart parking lot in Chico, a rather tall individual who had half of his body sticking out of what was a child's tent. And Dave went up there, found him, gave him a new tent. And Dan, later that afternoon, called my show to thank the radio station for all that they were doing and for Carmichael Dave for driving up there. I interviewed Dan and I asked him, what was it like escaping the fire? And he said that he didn't have a lot of time. He got in his car, got to the end of the road and could either go left or right. And the car in front of him went to the right and he decided to go to the left. And he looked in his rearview mirror and the car that had gone right was engulfed in flames. Uh, I became friends with Dan and did what I could do with like so many others in our area to help out those that were displaced from that fire. And I'm happy to say that Dan is now back on his feet. Uh, he's living in the Albuquerque, New Mexico area. I cannot begin to tell you what that story was like, where we both were breaking down on the radio about what he and the fellow residents of that area went through. So I think I'm like you, Ryan. I've been watching the video and the devastation of Lahaina. And it honestly reminds me of the devastation of the campfire in paradise. To me, they're very similar. The only difference is one had hills around it and the other one is on the ocean, but they were both devastating. People were burned in their cars. You know, there are still a lot of people that are unaccounted for in Lahaina, Ryan, just like that was the case 
in paradise in the campfire. Uh, it is sad, 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 uh, beyond uh, belief. Did we have any drop-offs at the station for the victims? Uh, we had all kinds of things at the radio station uh, for the victims. And we also went up there with supplies to give hand out to the victims. So yes, of course, of course we did. But um, yeah, that, so how long is it going to take? It's going to take multiple years. And the, right. the problem, you know, the other aspect of on front street in Lahaina, those were very old buildings and the, yes. the, the flavor of that city, that's yes. never going to be the same. You know that, never. Ryan. No, the, those buildings, houses, some of them have been there for so long, Grant. And um, you mentioned the Paradise Fire. We know all about it. Um, did not go to Paradise, never got to see. But being in Lahaina so many times, the thought of just being incinerated there and having the choice because grant you know this on front street you've got the street you got the stores and then you yep. got the ocean yep. you got one choice and it's That's to right. jump in the ocean at that point I and know. not know when you're going to get help it's just terrifying uh, so somebody says um, uh, i i worked in paradise for the last few weeks helping to get the elementary school updated it still looks like a wasteland it's sad I, i'm very 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 sad uh to hear that very sad Wow. Fires are a part of our way of life in Northern California. And let's hope that this year, because of the amount of precipitation and everything else, uh, that it is diminished uh, quite a bit, you know. All right. Back to uh, some sports questions. Ryan, uh, the over under on the Kings wins for the upcoming season is 43.5. That is according to DraftKings Sportsbook. I would go over that. I think the Kings get to 47. What about you, Ryan? I'm over. Um, 45 is the number for me right now before the season starts with the moves that they've made. Um, and I think they've got that about right, Grant. What's funny to me yep. is you remember last season us talking about this? Somebody said 40 wins on your listen out show. You're like, you're crazy. You know, know. now we're talking 43 and a half. I, I know. Unbelievable. NBA Guru Zach here. Kings going to get 46 wins. All right, Zach. I hope you're doing well, buddy. I haven't heard from you in a while. You doing all right? You know? Yeah, we haven't heard go. from Zach since we accepted his uh, gloss of NBA yes. guru. That's correct. Uh, Grant, doesn't it seem like there will be 10 to 12 competitive teams in the West? There are every year. Now, last year, I think, was skewed a little bit because of all of the injuries. But, yeah. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Because I think Oklahoma City is going to be very good this year. Yes. And Houston's not going to be a slouch anymore. And even San Antonio will be a little better, but they're still a non. I think the worst team in the West right now might be Portland. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's got to be Portland. But you look at their first-round draft pick, he's got a lot of charisma and could really pick that franchise uh -huh. up uh, with Lillard out. But, you know, the West, it's going to be good. But I expect some surprises, Grant. I, I don't think we could be sitting here at the All-Star break saying, look, the West is not as good as we thought it was. When yep. you look at the Clippers, you look at the Suns, uh, you look at the Lakers who are getting older. Mm -hmm. um, to me, outside of Denver, this is a division and a conference that's completely up for grabs and should be a lot of fun. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, 
being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Somebody wants to know, what is my beef with Joe Biden? I don't have a beef with Joe Biden. Uh, Somebody says, I am looking for the December 29th game in Atlanta. Me being from Bama and a 250-mile round trip, that's as close as I'm going to see the Kings live. Love the show. Go Kings and roll tide. Roll tide. There you have it. Yeah. Um, Good stuff, you know? Good stuff. Love it. Grant, which player is my New York Giants all-time favorite? Great question. I don't know if I could answer that. I'd probably say Phil Sims, probably Lawrence Taylor. Uh, loved the 60s in that era in the 70s. Homer Jones was one of my favorite players. He just passed, number 45. Loved Homer. Uh, he was great. Uh, Joe Morrison, number 40, running back, 60s, early 70s. One of my favorite Giants of all time. So those are some, you know. Who's your favorite Giants player on the roster right now to watch? Um, I don't have a favorite right now. I would, if I, if you absolutely said I had, I had to choose. Um, I, I would be. I, I don't really have. I, it's too difficult for me to say that. I would probably go. Don't laugh when I say this. I would probably say Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, and I'll tell you why. I love to see players that go through a really rough stretch and start comparing you as a bust and comparing you to Eric Flowers, who the Giants did draft years ago as a left tackle that did turn into a bust, and then fight through it and emerge to one of the best left tackles in football. Like, I love stories like that. You know, I he dealt with the criticism, got better, and now it's become a dominant left tackle. So th- those are the stories that I like. So I-, I would probably choose him. You know, I-, I love stories like that. There you go. That That's part of the reason, one of the main reasons we watch sports. Yes. Uh, that's beautiful. Absolutely love it. Well, I'll ask you. I mean, I've always criticized Geno Smith. I've always thought Geno Smith was just a journeyman quarterback. And I thought it was a disgraceful move by Ben McAdoo when he benched Eli for the one game against the Raiders to start Geno Smith. And Geno has been a journeyman quarterback his whole career until last year Mm -hmm. when he elevated himself to an outstanding quarterback. And again, I love stories like that. I love, I love seeing that. I think it's great. You know, 
Yeah, it, it, for a Seattle fan, it was extremely exciting. I mean, anybody that's a fan of the NFL, I, I think the thing for Gino was the confidence, Grant. He yes. he just didn't have the confidence, that moxie, that belief in himself. And, you know, he finally got there and you see the results on the field. Absolutely. All right. Again, if you want your messages uh, on the screen, send us. And when I get morons on the screen, what I do is I just go bye-bye, which I just did. All right, again, send me your questions. Uh, what are my thoughts? Ryan, you too, I want you to get in this on the future of the Packers. The Packers uh, are kind of in a, in a retooling mode, in my opinion, right now. Yeah, they're in a retooling mode, but you know, I think they're not in a bad place either with Jordan Love. He, he looked in the first couple preseason games, or the first preseason game, he looked like his decision-making was timely. He was getting the ball out fairly quick. And you got to kind of bet on the fact that they know the quarterback position. 32 years with two Hall of Fame quarterbacks that now Jordan Love walks into. Mm -hmm. So um, the Packers are going to go as uh, he goes this season. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that. And that is the division that I think is completely up for grabs. Yep. Minnesota, to me, was nowhere near as good as their record indicated last year. And then there's the Lions, which a lot of people are really high on. I'm not as high on them. I think they're a playoff type of a team, but I'm not ready to anoint them as the best team in that division. And then the Bears, Justin Fields has a lot to prove this year. They've given him weapons, um, but I still think the Bears are not there. I just think that's a very balanced division, and I think it's up for grabs. I think it's completely up for grabs. You hit the nail on the head. I think that's one to keep your eye on. I'm a little bit higher on the Vikings than you are. Mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of questions about Kirk Cousins. Can you win the primetime game, big games? Um, but they seem to have a good program going there. But the team that you mentioned, I think they're going to be a lot of fun to watch the Lions. They certainly have team chemistry. They've got a good leader in Dan Campbell. Um, but it's the Lions. I mean, do you yeah. really, can you go all in with Jared Goff? I'm not ready to say yes to that. All right. This is a question for me, but I want to ask you from Cody. Do you think the Seahawks will have three 1,000 yard receivers this upcoming season? No. I don't no. either. That's a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm with you on that. All right. And I think when you look at that division, you know, to me, the Niners are the team to beat. And I think Seattle's the second best team in that division. I'm not on the Rams, and I think the Cardinals are the worst team in that division. Yeah, we got we agree on the Cardinals. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's going to be yeah. Niners, Seattle. Um, Seattle has got a lot of talent this year. A lot of talent. Look good in their first yeah. preseason game. But um, that division is going to be fun. It always comes down to those two teams, Grant. 49ers and Seahawks. All right. Uh, will the Jets make the playoffs this year? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I, I The Jets had an excellent defense here last year. Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year. Um, you got Quinn and Williams locked up now. You bring in Will McDonald on the edge. I, I think that that defense is good enough to carry that team. And then you get Aaron Rodgers going with some of the weapons he has on the outside. You've got Cook who just signed. I, I think the Jets could. I think they will make the playoffs and could make a little bit of noise if they stay healthy. All right. Somebody wants to uh, say uh, I'm interested. Justin does to see how Sasha meshes with this Kings team. It's going to be one of the big stories in training camp. I really think no question. 
something to watch. And there's going to be a little bit of uh, the good thing is Sasha's been here, right? He was here during the California classic. So he's getting some work in, um, but it, there's going to be some time that he's going to need to integrate into the NBA because where he was playing is a much different story than the league, but he's going to be a lot of fun. I think to watch this year and grant, would you say that he's the X factor of the Kings this year? No, I, I don't know if I would go that far. I think the Kings were good without him. And I'll tell you who I think, and don't laugh when I say this, is going to be yeah. the X Factor. And by X Factor, that's a player we're not really sure of how they're going to do, right? I'm yeah. going to say the X Factor is Davion Mitchell. Yeah, it's the shooting, right? And he's yep. taken this summer to work with Steph Curry's coach. If he develops that three-pointer, right. we're talking about a completely different guard yep. on the floor. Completely that's right. different. And because right now, I think their biggest need, based on what I've seen, not what I think I'm going to see, is their lack of somebody to run the team when De'Aaron's not on the floor. They are solid at every other position. So I think the X factor could be Davion Mitchell. Well, yeah, and think about that second. You're right, Grant, and think about that second unit as well. You can sag off Davion a little bit as of last year. Um, mm -hmm. which gives more attention to Monk and more attention to Lyles and whatnot. But if you can't sag off of him, you're, uh -huh. you're going to be in trouble when that second team's on the floor. Someone says uh, Sasha, Rookie of the Year. I would say that's highly unlikely, but, you know, he's eligible. Uh, keep your eyes on Chet Holmgren because he's a yes. rookie, you know? Yep. He's obviously didn't play last year, but he's classified, you know, as a rookie. I think that's a guy that right now I would say is uh, the leading Guy, I think Victor Wembanyama is going to have big injury issues this year. I just don't think his body's going to be able to sustain the rigors of an NBA season. And I think the Spurs are going to be very careful with him. Well, it's going to depend on how Pop uses him, right? That That's mm -hmm. going to be, to me, that's the question. Is this guy going to be a Kevin Durant and play on the perimeter? Or are you going to ask him to do a little bit more inside? Um, and that's going to dictate, as you said, his success and uh his ultimate help of, throughout the season. All right, this uh, message, I was thinking Trey Lance for an X-Factor this year. Mitchell is a better choice, Grant. The reason why I don't think Trey Lyles is an X-Factor is we already know what Trey Lyles can do and what he added to the team. I like X-Factors to be a guy eh, I'm not so sure of. And I, I don't know yet about Davion Mitchell because, as Ryan just pointed out, his issue is on the offensive side of the ball. It's not defense. And if he could improve to even being adequate, an mm -hmm. adequate shooter. He didn't have to be a great shooter, Ryan. Adequate, then that fills a need for the Kings, you know? Huge need. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, Rob says, I am doing a puzzle with my girlfriend while we listen. She likes the open forum, fellas. Well, we appreciate your girlfriend's Thanks, Rob. input, Rob. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy what kind the of puzzle. puzzle. What kind of puzzle, you know? There you Good have question. it. What do you yeah. think it is? Sports related? No. No? Mm. No. I don't think so. I could All be right. wrong, but I doubt it. Can you see Lillard or Harden forcing themselves of their respective teams be before the start of the season? Forcing themselves? I think they've forcing already done themselves. that. They've already done that. Now, will it happen or not? I don't know. I'm more so Harden than Lillard. Lillard. Lillard has not come out and said, I'm not playing for the Blazers. He has not said that. James Harden just came out and said, I'm not playing for any team that Daryl Morey is a part of. So he basically said, I'm not playing for Philadelphia. And I doubt very much they're going to fire the president of basketball operations of Philadelphia. 
you know, Damian Lillard has not said I'm not playing for Portland. He's saying I want to play for Miami, but he hasn't said I'm I'm not playing for Portland. Has he? No, he is not. Um, and there's been some talks that Portland may not want him in camp, depending on how Scoop does. But um, it, as far as Harden goes, Grant, are, are we starting to approach buyout territory with him in Philadelphia? Because I, I just don't see much of a trade market. He wants to go to L.A. L.A., the Clippers can't provide what Philadelphia wants. And you're going to have to move off this guy. You can't have this cancer hanging over your team's head. If I'm running the team, I'm not giving him a dime of free money. That's just me. Why would I give a guy that decided to opt in to a contract of $35 million and now I have to pay him to leave? No. No. That's not how I'm running my team. Uh, that That's just me. I'm, I'm not doing that for James Harden. So we'll see. I've I've been extremely consistent about this over the years. It is baffling to me why any general manager would want James Harden on their team. And I've been saying this for years and years and years. I don't understand it. I do not understand it. Doesn't show up in the postseason historically nope. and doesn't care about his body a lot in the yep. in the uh, offseason. And he's not a leader. You never nope. hear about James Harden leading a team. You think nope. about the Sixers, whose team is it? Embiid's. Yep. That's Again, I wouldn't want the guy on my team. And, oh, by the way, he's not a young pup anymore. And nope. I think, you know, his skills have diminished. He went, when he was in his prime, he was a prolific, great offensive player. He's he's not that anymore. He's a good offensive player. He's not great. So I just, I don't see it happening. I, I don't see it happening with James Harden anymore. I really don't. Can Grant, he help a team? Say- Maybe he could help a team, but I don't think he, he, he doesn't get you to the championship. No, he doesn't. But Grant, would you say that the game is past James Harden by a little bit because he's so much focused on isolated basketball and now it's about getting the ball moving and getting yes, these up quickly? I do. I think it's changed. I think the change of the way the game's played has hurt him. I, I absolutely do. And I think the way they've called that one aspect of where he would use that extra step to set back and, and hit his three and think about all the times he went to the foul line that that's that's hurt him as well. So I think those two things have affected him in a negative way. Yes, I do. Good point. Good point yep. on the foul line. Yep. All right. Um let's see. NBA star James Harden sells out ten thousand bottles of wine in seconds on the Chinese live stream. Well I'll tell you what, Cody, he should go play in China then. Go play in China. Seriously. Someone says, can't wait to see Keegan Murray progress next season. I think the guy is going to be incredible this year. I mean, I thought he had a very solid rookie season. It's going to be significantly better this year. I I love Keegan Murray. I think he's perfect, an absolute perfect fit for the Kings. Grant, in the last uh, 10 years, include Fox, um, include Cousins. I can't think of another Kings rookie that going into their second year has the potential to make this big of a jump based yep. off of his body, based off yep. of how he's changed his game. Uh, I think it's really special and it's going to be fun, fun to watch. Man, absolutely. I'm with you on that. 100%. I'm really excited for Keegan Murray. Love the questions here on the uh, open form. Hope that uh, you are having a good Thursday. Again, Ryan and I have been spending a lot of time talking about the uh, NBA schedule, the Kings schedule, 15 back-to-backs tied for most in the league. 
They have uh, all their games with the Warriors in the first part of the season, which I don't like. And, you know, they have a long road trip at the end of the season. So we'll see. You know, you're, you're playing, playing a schedule. You have to get a little lucky, which the Kings got a little lucky last year. They were good, but they also got mm-hmm. a little luck. So we'll see if that can continue uh, this year. Uh, I will not be at Golden One Center this season, but thanks for asking. I appreciate it. Will you be at the Golden One Center a couple times, Ryan? No, probably not. Because I'm going to be okay. here doing uh, post games with you. All right, uh, where I'd like to be. Well, you can always go to a game if you want. I'll cover for you. Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate not that. I will see. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. All right, I hope we get a good backup point guard. Who's out there and who do you think we can get? Right now, knowing that I, I that's why I think your best option right now is Davion Mitchell to get better offensively, Ryan. That's what I think. Yeah, and, and think about this too. Davion's coming into the I would think he's coming into this season with a chip on his shoulder with what mm-hmm. happened in game six, game seven in the playoffs. Think about we talked about that for days. Why was Davion not on the floor? And he's mentioned that in numerous interviews in the postseason. So I think you're going to see a different Davion. uh, I think so, too. Yeah, absolutely. No question. Uh, Grant, your or our Yanks are below 500. What the hell is going on? Not going (laughs) back home. I'll tell you right now, I've been saying this for years and years and years. You need a new general manager. That's your problem. You know, that's just the way it is. All right. Period. It's the way it is. All right. Uh, someone says, Grant, the Detroit Lions are winning the Super Bowl. Well, Mark it down. They have Jojo. a chance. You know, they're they're 500 right now at 0-0, zero and zero, so they have a chance just like anyone else, you know. Someone says, I think the Kings will shock everyone this year. They could, you know, if they stay healthy and Murray has uh, improved the way you and I think, along with what we already know with Fox and Sabonis. And if Sasha is as advertised, they got Chris Duarte. Yeah. yeah, I could see it. I could see them surprising a lot of teams. Yes, sure. Well, yeah. hey, Greg, Greg, I'm going to kick this back to you and the rest of the chat. Define shock for a Kings fan. What does shock mean coming this season? Is that a second round in the NBA playoffs? Is that making it to the Western Conference Finals? Is that NBA Finals? What would be that shock to a Kings fan? All right. Someone says, any thoughts on the Buffalo Bills guys? Uh, My thoughts are they need better play from the quarterback than they got last year. I thought Josh Allen took a step back. I thought he made a lot of mistakes at inopportune times. And uh, they need the Josh Allen of two years ago, not last year. That's where I'm going to start and finish with the Buffalo Bills. And I think that... When you look at Sean McDermott, uh, it's it's he's on the hot seat this year in Buffalo. They've got in there. They feel they have a Super Bowl caliber team, and they haven't done there. They their best chance was two seasons ago in that crazy playoff game against Kansas City. Yep. And last year they took a step back, and now that division is better because you have Aaron Rodgers in that division. Tua has an explosive offense around him. That's a very competitive division. My, my take is. is Josh Allen needs to play better than he did last year. Yeah, and it doesn't bode well. I mean, obviously, it seems like they're on better terms now, but everything with Stefan Diggs, it never usually works out when your QB1 and your wide receiver one aren't getting along right yeah. off the start of the season. So they've got to get that right. And I think part of last season too, Grant, is you know they just had the wind knocked out of them with the DeMar Hamlin situation. And you can yep. 
beat that one 10 ways to Sunday, but that's a lot for them to go through during that time of the year. Bula, Vinaka. Guys can't wait for my 49ers. Fiji representing on the stream, and we love that. I think the Niners are going to be very good. They got to get Nick Bosa on the field, and I think that they will. I mean, that would be a disaster. Uh, updates on my lawsuit. Yes, the uh, lawsuit is uh, proceeding. I'm going to be in Sacramento a lot in the near future dealing uh, with my lawsuit, and I'll give you updates when I have them. But, yeah, the lawsuit uh, is moving forward. Grant, the Raiders will win 10 games. I don't think they'll win mm. over 10 games, even if you count the games that they win in the preseason. I don't think they'll win over 10 games. I'm going to have to see it to believe it. It seems like that number for the Raiders is always right around like six and a half, seven and a half, and it just Mm -hmm. doesn't get over. It just doesn't. Well, they better get Josh Jacobs in. uh, Yeah. You know? Yeah. So more, more valuable to their team, Josh Jacobs to the Raiders or Jonathan Taylor to the Colts. I think Jacobs to the Raiders right now based on what he did last year. So, yes, I would say Josh Jacobs to the Raiders. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's Jacobs. You know, Taylor, not a great offensive line. Um, right. Yards per er, yards per carry last year, not great. So, injured, I think it's got to be Josh Jacobs with the Raiders. Yeah. All right. Again, uh, we appreciate your questions. Glad to have you here on the stream. Uh, how is Baker Mayfield going to do this year? I don't think that that team's very good. Period. I think they could be the I, they could be the worst team in that division. You know, I think when I look at Tampa and I look at that division, I think New Orleans probably right now. Atlanta with a young quarterback. Don't know mm-hmm. Carolina. Obviously, the new quarterback. Uh, I. I I don't know. I just don't like what I see with Tampa. I think they're going to have a long year, you know? Yeah, it looks that way. But in terms of Baker, I mean, that's kind of a good situation for Baker. He's not walking in with the table set. So, you know, right. he's got a lot to gain and a little to lose with this Tampa Bay team. So they could be dangerous. Who knows? That division's up for grabs for yeah. all means. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be fun. The NFL season, a couple of weeks away. Uh, always fun when the NBA schedule comes out i will be on uh listen app tomorrow wrapping up the week and uh ryan and i will do this uh well you're gonna be are you gonna be able to work with me what you're what's your next week can you work next thursday yeah i'll be here okay i couldn't remember what your date of your procedure was again i'm sorry i'm losing friday well you will play that by year i don't know what your thursday is going to be like you know so uh, I'll, i'll be fine okay somebody said worse than atlanta you know, Atlanta could be all right. I mean, Atlanta's one of those – I don't know. I don't have a read on Atlanta right now. I need to see more of their quarterback, you know? It's Desmond It The cliche thing is it's going to come down to quarterback play, but with Ritter, it's an unknown quantity. He only yeah. played a few games last year. And would Taylor Heineke be the guy if he struggles? Yeah. But yeah. I think they're going to – I don't think they're going to pull the hook on Ritter quickly. I think they're going to give him an opportunity. I really do. Yeah. I, I think he's going to get a good look at that job. Somebody says, I, I have a hard time seeing New Orleans being a great team with Carr. He's way too consistent most of the time. Some of his decisions are mind-boggling. Well, I didn't say that New Orleans is going to be a great team. I just said I could see them winning the division. I didn't say they're going to be a great team. 
They're going to be without Alvin Kamara for the first three weeks. And I'm not sold on Dennis Allen as a head coach. I don't think he's a good head coach. So I think that holds them back as well. But I, I don't think New Orleans is going to be a great team. I just don't see it. You know? Don't yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I Carr's going to do the best he can, but it, he, he's not a difference maker, Grant. It, you don't yeah. look at him and say, this changes the franchise. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else? Any final thoughts? You know, what do you what, what do you think? Did we cover everything today? Yeah, I think we had a good conversation about the schedule. And I, I think basketball is going to be here before we know it. I mean, football is just right around the corner. So um, it's going to be fun to start covering training camp and see what we hear about with Sasha and see what we hear about with Keegan. And it's yeah. going to be a fun time, partner, and roll out a bunch of content for everybody here. Awesome. Can't wait. Uh, Ryan and I are going to actually get together and strategize everything before the season. So when I get to Sacramento in a little more than two weeks, Ryan and I are going to get, get together a couple times and we're going to try to come up with some innovative uh, programming for you. And, and listen, we're very open to suggestions. So if you have any ideas, just drop me an email. All right. At gnapier at gmail.com. And I'll talk about that with Ryan, but Drop me an email if you have any ideas. Ryan, let's update people on what we're going to do with our football picks this year. I know you on uh, Listen App yesterday uh, came on, but for the people that weren't with us, give us an update on how that's going to work this year. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to include all of you guys as well. On the Listen App show, we do uh, football picks uh, every single week of the NFL season. Choose usually, I think it was four games last year, Grant. Um, and yes, you go against the Yep. And you go against the spread and uh, we track that the entire season. Um, Jay, one of our good friends and also a great listener, he is donating a hundred dollar gift card again this season for the winner. We're going to do it all this year um, via an online server, whether it's Yahoo, we're still yet to decide, but I'm going to tweet that information out to you. Grant's going to retweet it. Yep. Be a part of our league. You can either come on the Listen App show, make your picks, and then go online and put them in, or you can just go online and put your picks yep. in if you're part of the league. All right. Somebody wants to know where is the Listen App, Apple or Google? Both. All right. It's uh, available on the Play Store. It's available on Apple, or you can just log on just going to listenapp.co, listenapp.co, not com.co, and it's right there. So you can download it right on your phone. That's the easiest way to do both via the Play Store or your Apple Store, whatever. I have uh, Android, so you know I'm not an Apple user, but I'm in the minority. Most people have their iPhones, but right, Ryan, it's very easy yeah. to download right on your phone. Super easy and yeah. uh, very easy to participate as well. Very, very easy. Grant. All right. Hey, buddy, I really enjoyed this hour. Uh, thank you very much. And you have yourself a fabulous Thursday evening with the fam. Thanks, partner. Talk to you soon, okay? All right. And keep that dog in check, okay? I don't want any more yeah, mishaps, oh all right? Gosh, yeah. Yeah, I'll let you know if anything happens the rest of the night. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right, buddy. <laughs> all right. <laughs> good stuff, Ryan and Sacktown. And uh, good stuff from you. We really appreciate you joining us right here on If You Don't Like That. Have a great evening, everybody. Bye-bye.